catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here on Radio Taiwan International. Up next for you, I have, I believe, hashtag Taiwan and status update. But we're going to start off like we always do with a little bit of here in Taiwan. Welcome to our show here in Taiwan, which is a new show where we talk about some of the news that hadn't really quite made it onto our website. If you're joining us on our Facebook stream, today is Monday, July 5th. If you're catching us via shortwave radio, today is July 6th by the power of delay. Joining me today in the studio is Mr. Stash Butler. Hello. And I'm Leslie Liao. We're going to be bringing you four stories, or we're going to try, if Stash and I don't get too chatty. We might is. do, though. Um, number one story is actually a very interesting one. It's about a toy advertised as a kid-friendly toy in Taiwan, but Stash tells me it's not because it raps about some inappropriate things in Polish. Now, lucky for us... Stash is fluent in Polish, so he can walk <laughs> us through it. Next story is um, Pizza Hut Taiwan unleashes a pizza flavor that I don't think will sell anywhere else in the world. Maybe in Asia, but if they try to sell this in like Europe or the US, then I just think they're trying to go bankrupt. Um, and then the third story is Taiwan Desk Design offers a solution to human feline co-working uh, given the love for pets that we see these days, I bet that's going to be very popular. And I also have a story about uh, what two of the top American diplomats in Taiwan do and don't love about Taiwan. Oh. Yeah, so we're going to be having a little bit of a tell-all. Those are very diplomatic answers. Actually, it's not as diplomatic <laughs> as I thought. It's not as diplomatic <laughs> as I thought. So uh, let's dive right into it. That's coming up next on Here in Taiwan. Alright Stash, so since I got such a big reaction out of you about what the uh, two top American ambassadors and uh, diplomats in Taiwan said, yeah. uh, we have Brent Christensen, Brent Christensen. Well, see, so he's, because he's outgoing, right? He's, he's outgoing. So yeah. he can say whatever he likes. He's going back to the States. <laughs> he can say whatever he likes, yeah. right? He's not going to offend anyone now. He's, he's, he's gone. Yeah. You know? At the end of the July, he's he's heading back to the U.S. Uh, mm. to go uh, have a post at the State Department, I guess. And then there's also the deputy AIT, uh, the American Institute and in uh, Taiwan director, Raymond Green. Now, who, he's going who, to. Who visited us in he, the RTI studio. Yeah, Natalie, uh, Natalie interviewed him, yeah, actually, for Taiwan few, Insider. a few months ago. A few, uh, good, good few months ago. And he's actually going to be, uh, I think, the new ambassador of Japan of, of the US to Japan. Oh wow. Yeah, so that guy is moving on up. Wow, yeah, good on him. So, um as these two guys are leaving, Taiwan is kind of uh one it wants to commemorate their contributions because it's often said that Taiwan and the US have reached new high in relations, a new high in relations uh, since Brent Christensen took over 3 years ago. Now, that's, you know, in the wake of, like, increased arms sales and, like, more exchanges and stuff like that. So because of uh, Christensen's um, contributions, Taiwan gave him him and Green, actually, medals. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What and kind of what 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 medals exactly? One's like say? a friendship medal, and Aww. the other one is the <laughs> so uh, Taiwanese. It is it is a very Taiwanese <laughs> thing, right? Like, yeah, they they want to commemorate friendship it's because friendship of course. Medal, yeah. The other one is a a diplomatic medal, so it's like for to okay. commemorate. You know, it's just diplomatic. Sounds a bit more serious. I think. Actually, like all the every outgoing ambassador or like yeah. representative, yeah. they all get this medal. Really? Yeah, yeah they always get okay, it. Okay, right. Like so that makes it kind of less impressive. Par for the course. Yeah. Um, but you've done a really bad job if you don't get the diplomatic <laughs> yeah, medal. Yeah, it's like, what have you done? <laughs> if you left without getting a diplomatic medal, you're like, ooh, ooh God, what did he do? <laughs> um, so there was a ceremony for them at the Taipei Guest House, which is like this very nice and old fancy um, building where they have a lot of banquets. And the Taiwanese foreign minister, uh, foreign minister Joseph Wu, mm. uh, he asked kind of like interviewed them um like what is it a new style and he asked them what are the two things that they dislike about taiwan the most now these are pretty common though but um stash would you venture to guess what christensen said his least favorite thing about taiwan was two things least like about taiwan yeah uh is it like something like the garbage like throwing out garbage uh, it's Kinda, it's like a lifestyle thing, yeah. Lifestyle thing. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm lost. What okay, is... so Christensen said uh, he doesn't like stinky tofu. Oh, okay, and that's uh, a he never will. That's a classic, right? Yeah. And Raymond Green said that the summers are too hot. Okay. And okay, yeah. I find it ironic that he's leaving like during the summer, <laughs> right? So it's just like you don't like the he summer. Well, we're, 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 it's like we're gonna make you stay for the summer right. before you get to move to Japan. <laughs> You have to live through it first. Yeah. So um, Christensen has a, quite a bit of history with Taiwan. He was a uh, was he's a Mormon missionary 40 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, he said Taiwan has changed a lot for the better, um, but he still doesn't like sticky tofu. <laughs> the, his favorite thing about Taiwan is the people. And he says Taiwanese people, they're talented, they're modest, and they're considerate. Would you would you say that's uh, that that Talented, stands true? Moderate, mo- sorry, mo- uh, moderate, T- modest, modest. modest. Sorry, I, I can't. it's okay. That's <laughs> probably politically that, moderate. As that well. might have been me. Yeah, <laughs> modest and considerate. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's fairly. Do you know any inconsiderate Taiwanese people? Inconsiderate. I mean, I, I feel like there are some inconsiderate Taiwanese. Um, you know, like you know, not it's not everyone in Taiwan's perfect, but there are some. There's some very nice there's some, people. There's some here and there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the interesting thing was Brent Christensen was a missionary in Taiwan when uh, at a time when Taiwan was in under martial law. Yeah. So he was saying the Taiwan he grew up with back then is vastly different than the one. He knows now. Mm. Uh, Raymond Green says he also he is also not too partial about Taiwan's uh, transportation. What? Well, he's saying like uh, the, the 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 transportation quality. So like on the streets, he's just like uh, back then there were. Um, oh, this is before. So when he oh, came to town before, oh, okay, okay. he said there's a lot of crazy motorcycles out there. I mean, there still are quite a few crazy motorcycles. It was fair. worse back then. I'm sure it was imagine. a lot worse. I mean, I mean here, I think kind of. Taiwan definitely, you know, in terms of infrastructure, everything's like the roads are in good shape. Yeah. You know, you've got lots of high speeds or fancy kind of rail lines and so on. You know, everyone's cut. There's no one like cars look like immediately dangerous to, to you. It's not like bits <laughs> are falling off. But there are there's some quite bad drivers out there. Oh, there's some scary, scary drivers. I mean, man. I don't know. I don't know what the solution to that is. And I don't know. I guess maybe it's just the kind of thing that changes with time. Yeah. yeah. But like 
sometimes I'm just like, it's it's mad the things people do in their cars. I mean, what drives me crazy is I'm on the highway and like if I'm going, like someone comes up behind me and they will flash their high beams like to make <laughs> me like get out of the way. Yeah. But I'm just like, why do you need to drive that fast, yeah, man? I Unless know. you got like a pregnant lady in the I know. I mean, the so, car. Some, I mean, sometimes I don't I don't drive, but I I ride a bike. And uh, occasionally it's just like some guys like beeping at me to get past. I'm like, yeah. man, I, there's a red light. And like, I mean, I'll race you to the red light. Then. You're so like- <laughs> rude, man. Um, so, yeah, Raymond Green says, however, Raymond Green says, um, n- despite his uh, his team, him not liking the summer, he will always recommend Taiwan to his friends. Mm. And Christensen says uh, he won't forget to come back every so often. Yeah. So that's two very nice that's sentiments. Nice, yeah. For me, however, like it wasn't, you know, the diplomatic answer would have been like, well, every country has its faults. <laughs> right, you know, right, right, right. Like they straight up just said like stinky tofu. I mean, I guess they just went for something that, you know, they went for things that, you know, it's just like, it's everybody. Like, it's might. like when politicians kind of make playlists and stuff, and you're like, oh, there must be. <laughs> there mu- you, know, <laughs> you know, it's like they've, they've, they've really, they've tried not to offend anyone uh-huh. by going for like the least controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. like, I'm sure some people are offended by stinky tofu, but like, I mean, realistically, like, it's kind of funny. Ha ha ha. Fair enough. Stinky tofu. Yeah, fair enough. All right. And that's what the two top U.S. diplomats in Taiwan think about Taiwan. All right, Stash, we got to talk about this one. The toy <laughs> advertised as kid-friendly, not very kid-friendly. Walk us through it, Oh, man. my God, yeah. So the, <laughs> isn't it basically this little electric furry cactus toy with these kind of wide, wild googly eyes on it and a, and a smile. <laughs> and it kind of sways. It's kind of electric, and it goes like, no, 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 It really no. can go either way, you know, the like story. That, you know, that, <laughs> do you remember that fish? Do you remember the one that sang the Bobby McFerrin song? The Big Mouth Billy Bears. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, It's kind of like that, except like a kind of a, a cactus. It's a dancing cactus? Yeah. Okay. It's not as good as that. Um, and I, I don't know why, but... Um, it's it so the toy maker the maker of this toy claims it can stimulate imagination and creativity in children um uh, but it plays this polish rap song which is about <laughs> uh hard drugs and suicide that is that is appalling <laughs> that is appalling it's really 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 inappropriate i don't i just don't know who signed up on this i mean like i don't like what process did they go through where they were like did i mean did someone taiwanese just choose a song and just like not bother is, at all is it a taiwanese manufacturer uh that's a good question it, it could have been imported right and then someone just like i was like oh it's a funny song they didn't realize yeah i mean but the only way so so either either it's like a uh you know a taiwanese manufacturer choosing a polish song for some reason and not looking up the lyrics or it's made in poland and it's a joke do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where someone's made like a joke kids toy that's singing a really so it's like I, I, there's so many layers to this. <laughs> like if it is a joke toy, someone in Taiwan saw this and be like, "This is a great kids toy. Yeah, I exactly. want to bring it so in." That was where the misunderstanding was. But uh, then who's the target audience in uh in in Poland? I where don't this know. Originated? I mean, I guess it's kind of funny, right? Either you know? that, or it's like a Taiwanese manufacturer, and like the guy was just like, "I just need a song that this yeah. cactus can sway yeah. to," and someone but just found why it. Why that one? I mean, I don't know. It seems like it might be. Uh, I mean, I'm not like up to date with like Polish music, but seems like it might be fairly popular. Um, so yeah, essentially, a, a Polish woman there. Uh, living in taiwan oh <laughs> she, she did she buy the, the oh okay because so, they were selling it in carrefour basically this toy mm-hmm. um she discovered that the, the cactus was actually singing like this stuff 
uh, there's a video they link to in this article. Um, but it's like it basically, I can, uh, the translation would be like something like, "I only have one thing on my mind: five grams of cocaine." Oh man! And flying away from here alone. That's not. That's that's not. It's. <laughs> that's not what you find it's in the kids section. It's not kid friendly. I mean, imagine if like. You're like, oh, yeah, actually, there's a Polish song. My kid actually speaks a bit of Polish. And then, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, the kid is like, and the kid repeats what they hear. That's not good. I mean, maybe you have to be a very talented toddler to, to learn like that. But, but good thing this mother found the toy. Yeah. I mean, when she... Uh, when she did. I mean, but like the... Uh, it's yeah i mean you can get it online in a bunch of places there's a video the video is hilarious i mean it just it's hilarious because of all the polish people commenting on this are they freaking out like that's not a kid's they just, toy they're just being like oh my god this is incredible <laughs> we're like and i great toy recommend <laughs> it <laughs> they're saying someone one comment was saying it's like taiwan this is like poland's soft power relations it's like Korea's got K-pop, Japan's got anime, and Poland's got this. Stash, like, you are half Polish, are you? Aren't you? I am. I so am. So I need you to make an official statement uh, <laughs> with regards to this Polish toy. This is an inappropriate toy there for children. We go. That's uh, that's my boy right there <laughs> endorsing the good stuff. But how this? Yeah, I just uh, you got to be careful about any funny toys you see, especially ones that seem to be singing. Yeah, um, just just you know, find out if it's if it's a foreign language, you know, look it up. I mean, I remember like when I was young. Uh, I I don't know how I I think it was like. Do you remember LimeWire? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it must have been through LimeWire or something. It was like a Dutch version of the Barbie Girl song, uh-huh. but it was all in Dutch, and then but it was just like heavily profane. Oh like, no! <laughs> but obviously, I didn't understand a word of it, uh, and I thought I was just listening to this funny Dutch version of Barbie Girl for some reason. Yeah, uh-huh. um, that's also. I think that all, that's also true for the song. Uh, there's a song Despacito, which was really oh, hot yeah, back yeah. in the day, and it was uh, reggaeton, so yeah. it was sung in, a lot in Spanish, and people were just like, like uh, people in America love that song. It hit like number one. It yeah. set, broke records, but people like who spoke Spanish like, do you know what that song's about? <laughs> like, like, that's, yeah. that's what they'll say. It's like that is not a song. I mean, be. I learned recently about this thing that they have in the states. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's, but they have like kind of versions of like pop songs where they have kids singing them yeah, uh, kids bop kids, kids bop, bop. Yeah. Right, 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 right i mean like i wonder if they cleaned up because like, you're right most of that song is in spanish or yeah, at, least, yeah. at least the non non bieber version right or yeah whatever. um do they do they clean up they the usually spanish clean as well? i don't know actually that's yeah. a good question i mean presumably they do because you don't want kids saying bad stuff presumably they spanish. do but then here we have like a cactus rapping about inappropriate <laughs> things making it into our uh, toy stores so <laughs> who knows dash who knows All right, so you may have heard of this one, perhaps even on this show, but Stash and I just want to give uh, our two cents on the matter. Stash, let's talk about this controversial pizza flavor. Maybe not so controversial in Taiwan, controversial elsewhere. I mean, I, t- I think even in Taiwan, it's got to be <laughs> it's kind of controversial. It's so, so this is a Pizza Hut, a new Pizza Hut flavor. I actually had my first ever Pizza Hut in Taiwan um, this weekend. You didn't have this flavor, did you? Not this flavor. Okay. God. God, you know, absolutely no. Uh, um, uh, this is a cilantro century egg pig's blood cake pizza. Just almost all of the most controversial foods. Yeah. So so to go through those, cilantro, or otherwise known as coriander by some parts of the world, century egg. Century egg is, how would you describe century egg? Century egg is a fermented, uh, it's a fermented boiled egg, right? But 
the fermenting process makes the egg go black. Yeah. And that's what really freaks people out. Um, it's very pungent. It's very strong tasting. Ferment, like, as with any fermented food. Yeah. It's just one of those things that you... It's an acquired taste. It's not for me. Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a fan. And then pig's blood cake. Uh, it's sort of rice. Um, soaked in pig's blood, pig's blood. and then congealed. Yeah. And then uh, it's it's actually it's it doesn't really the blood doesn't really taste like anything. Yeah. It's just it's basically a rice cake to yeah. me at this point. But it's just I think it's the thought of that. I mean, the thing is, these things don't even really traditionally go together. Like. Yeah, so like someone, I, I feel. Do you know what I think it is? I think pizza sales were down with this uh, COVID outbreak, and then somebody in the uh, in the department just went like, "All right, um, all right, let's uh, let's let's have some fun." Let's and he figure ha- it out. And, and he had and he had some fun, and uh, <laughs> he had too much creativity. I mean, and... they must have known there would have been like an absolute like media storm with this kind of thing well that's the thing right i think that's what they wanted because the last time they did a flavor like that was the the boba pizza oh right the bubble tea pizza and that also made headlines right so people went crazy so i think they had a flavor before this that was semi-controversial but it didn't make international headlines so right. then they would have just been like, so I like, think someone was up just the like, ante. <laughs> up the ante. Yeah, what's, like, what's left though? I mean, you're really not leaving yourself any space for kind of outrageous. This is about as rage, uh, as outrageous as you get. Well, Trevor uh, Trubosky Tormasi is asking predictions for the next challenging pizza, which, like you said, this is, it doesn't get much more controversial you, than this. You, I mean, like, you could put, I, I mean, have they done a stinky tofu one yet? I think they did. And then they did a, a sticky rice dumpling one. Right. Where there was like the northern sticky rice dumpling and the southern sticky rice dumpling and they put it on a pizza. Oh. And then they tried to see who... What's who the like what? most inappropriate food you could put on a pizza? I the mean, most divisive one is probably like... Uh, is cilantro because there's a huge like divide oh, with true. cilantro in Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However... You just got me thinking, like, because I did a hashtag Taiwan a number of months ago about the most controversial foods in Taiwan. Mm. And it's just like the, you know, the, the rice bud lunchbox you yeah, get, yeah, and yeah. like those sides. Yeah. So like you could have like those sides on a pizza. Oh, yeah. And just see could. people lose their minds. I'm thinking like, or like, um, what's it called? Erzi, like the uh, Oh, uh, I think they had that. Though. Uh, really? It's kind of like had, a, what, that, what is it? Oyster, oyster omelet. Oyster omelet. But I mean, like it really... I had that in 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 Tainan. Was it Tainan? Mm-hmm. No, was it Lugang? I think Lugang. I had it in. Um, and yeah, it it it's not a visually appealing food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like kind of like an ogre has has, <laughs> has sneezed on your plate. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> <what> it's, <like. laughs> it's it's kind of grey conge- again, kind of like I don't know goo basically. And it's got um, what's it called? It's got uh, it's got like a a bright neon orange yeah, and sauce. Yeah, the neon orange sauce, which doesn't just looks unholy and inedible. Uh, let's take a moment. Uh, we have Alton Correa saying, Hello, I live in Brazil. Well, good morning. Hello from Brazil. Wow. I don't think we've ever had a listener from Brazil. Yeah, that's a good point. I haven't heard that before. Daniel Picado, hi from Costa Rica. Hello, Daniel. Welcome. Uh, Nazir Aziz says, My surroundings are full of pizza items, which is not a bad <laughs> way I of living. I love it. I love it. Not a terrible way of living. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so the, the next controversial pizza, I don't know. Salted egg? And again. Yeah. I, I got, so I had a friend actually who, who listened, uh, sorry, who, who tried this pizza and yeah. uh, 
He wrote a very funny review of it. Give he, us a minute. He, he describes it. I print uh, the ultimate form of all the foul and unholy culinary monstrosities to ever grace or debase a pizza box. Should missiles fly across the Strait of Taiwan the next year, it shall not be China, but Italy with their fingers <laughs> on the launch pad. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really <laughs> it's really something. Um, Dude, he, we have defaced the pizza that badly, huh? He says, "How do you think it tastes? It tastes exactly like you expect." <laughs> um, it's just, it yeah, it's 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 not it's not it's not a bad it's not not a good thing to do to the uh, pizza. This is. All right, so th- uh, guys, tell us about your uh, what do you think the next most controversial pizza is for me. Pineapple is already way too much. Like it's <laughs> it's too much creativity on a pizza for me. I can't do it. All right, Stash. So let's close out with your final story, which uh, is about uh, desks for working mo- working people with cats. I mean, this just what this just reminded me of is Natalie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah. She uh, she loves her cat. She loves man. her cat. I mean, I'm sure any regular listeners to this show will be aware that Natalie loves her cat. Uh, and, you know, there's a fair few cat lovers in Taiwan. Um, uh, I guess you're kind of less aware of them because those cats tend to stay indoors. Yeah. Um, and they're not kind of like roaming about cats like they are in some places. You don't, well, you do, I've, I have seen people walk cats. I have seen that as well. Taiwan. I think that's the first time. I just, Taiwan's the only place I've ever seen that. It's, uh, yeah, Taiwan's a special place, Taiwan's man, a special place. Pets. Walking, yeah, like very, very obedient, obedient cats. Uh, like cats out in Down Park, like near where we live. Uh, amazing. But no, so a pair of students uh, from Taiwan have come up with a, a design for basically kind of a desk uh, that accommodates both cats and people. I mean, to be honest, to me, this sounds like a very bad idea. I mean, have you ever had a cat? No, but I've seen like how cats will like, they like to sleep on keyboards and stuff exactly, like that. Exactly. I mean, the th- I think the, the idea that you would want to encourage your cat to spend time around or in and around your desk is just... It's just not a good. It's not thing. a good idea. I, I also, yes, I mean, it, you know, I'll, I'll maybe I'll post this story because it, it's sort of best seen uh, visually uh, to our Facebook uh, viewers. Um, uh, it's it's kind of like a kind of, you know, you know those kind of structures that are built for cats. They've got kind of multi layers, like, and like uh, scratching posts, yeah, 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 and, stuff, yeah. and stuff like that. It's kind of like that, but with a desk underneath it. I, you know, in my experience. Everything that you try to design for a cat, it will never use. Right, like it's the joke, right? You buy a scratching post, it's gonna love the box more that yeah, the scratching exactly. post came in. Exactly, and it, you know, and it will exactly. You just you'll buy it a bed, and it'll sleep like anywhere but that but bed. The bed. Um, so I I can I could sort of picture that happening. I mean, it probably depends on the cat. Have you had a cat? I have two cats back in the UK with, oh. my, uh, with my family. They have two cats Yeah, there. Unfortunately, I'm allergic. Oh, really? Like, cats will make me react in a way that nothing else can. <laughs> um, my fr- Like, um, I have a friend, uh, Michelle. She she loves cats. Mm. But anytime I go over to house, right there on the end table when you enter the door yeah. will be, like, two antihistamines. Oh, really? And she's like, take it <laughs> like, before you go in. Because she's seen me have a reaction around her cats, and she got really nervous. Would you have, like, one of those, like... You know, with the the hairless cats. I don't know, actually. Yeah. Like a like a Persian cat. Yeah. Or like a sphinx. Are they a called a sphinx? A sphinx cat. Like I don't know. I don't know actually. I've, I've I don't think I've ever seen one or have been close I mean, to one. So I you know some people really think they're cute. For me, they look kind of scary. scary. Yeah, really, really scary. <laughs> like uh, kind of inside out. But yeah, <laughs> but if you wanted to like compromise, and, you know, and you really, really love cats, but you just your body couldn't handle it, then maybe that's the kind of way you go. But I, I mean, I don't know. But this desk just. 
I just cannot see it working. I just see the cats. It's just, just, it's just. I, I'm with you. It feels like a big distraction. Yeah. Um. You. I mean, with keyboards and computers alone, cats have been known to just like plop themselves yeah, on there. I so, know. like you said, why would you ever encourage? a cat to get into a space where you're trying to be productive, right? <laughs> yeah, not a good idea. Anyway, that's about all the time we have. Uh, oh, one last question before we leave. Alton Correa asks, do we have a Portuguese program? Unfortunately, Radio Taiwan International does not have a Portuguese mm. program. We have a Spanish service, Yeah. Um, but that's as close as Portuguese <laughs> as we That's about get. as close to Portuguese, yeah. Uh, and what are the announcer's names? Uh, well, you know what? Let's close out here, Stash. So uh, up next on the program I have for you, hashtag Taiwan and status update for here in Taiwan. I'm Leslie Liao. And I'm Stash Butler. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. Every week in the show, we take a look at what's trending online in Taiwan. We take a look at social media, YouTube videos, popular memes, hey, whatever the flavor of the week is. Anyway, this week we're going to be talking about, well, what else? COVID-19. Now, if you're from any other part of the world, you might be thinking, Leslie, you've been talking about COVID-19 for so many weeks now. Can we get off the COVID-19? But you have to realize that Taiwan didn't really suffer from the pandemic until maybe about two, a month and a half ago. And only right now are we really feeling the crunch of an outbreak. Anyway, this week I wanted to focus on a video that the New Taipei City government published to Facebook. It's about nurses and frontline medical workers and what they do for us in the time of coronavirus. Now, uh, you might want to get your tissues because this one's a tearjerker. Being in medicine is not easy. If it were simple, I'd do it. But then again, I'm squeamish, forgetful, and the sight of blood makes me grimace, faint, and scream all at the same time. The thing is, medical professionals deserve our respect even in normal times because our health depends on them. But just in case you forgot, we are not living in normal times. COVID-19 has turned the world upside down and shaken it into oblivion. Frontline medical workers are the ones healing infected people and keeping this outbreak from getting any worse than it already is. Now, I'm not here to make the case that we should appreciate medical staff more, because no matter how much we do thank them, it will never be enough. I'm not saying society is ungrateful, I'm just saying medical professionals have done that much for us. But. There's a certain detachment to my understanding of medical work that needs remedying. I know they're exhausted. I know they're slammed. But what is their day like? What are they thinking? How stressed are they? Should we be worried about them succumbing to said stress? These are the questions I ask because I want to know what they go through. On Sunday, I got a glimpse of the answers to my question when New Taipei City Mayor Ho Yoi posted this video to Facebook. It's a one and a half minute video that depicts what a New Taipei City nurse does in the time of coronavirus. You're gonna want to get the tissues because this one's a real heart wrencher. 
The video starts off with the nurse at a quarantine center. She walks into a room where an old woman is staying. Here's the part that kind of surprised me. The nurse holds up a phone so that the quarantine patient can speak with a doctor. I never knew that nurses had to act as bridges between doctors and quarantine patients, and that only made me realize how little I knew about what medical staff were going through right now. Think about this for a second. Really, think about it for a second. The nurse exposes herself to a deadly virus every day to make sure that others are okay. It's a mind-blowing level of selflessness and risk, one that makes me worry that medical workers will one day get fed up and quit. But the video catches up with the nurse who then says, she doesn't think she's particularly brave, she's proud to be a nurse, and the only thing she worries about is not doing enough. We then cut back to the quarantine room where the old woman says thank you to the nurse. The video ends with the nurse saying she misses her family and she really wants to go home right now but can't. She says she knows her family is thinking of her and that's all she can really ask for. Now, this wouldn't be hashtag Taiwan if I didn't end on some kind of a witty quip, but I've got none for you this week. Because no matter what I say, it can't be anything more impactful or profound than that. It's just not gonna happen. And that was this week's Hashtag Taiwan. And if you enjoyed this week's episode and you want to check out the video for yourself, all you have to do is go on Facebook and look up Ho Yoi. He's the mayor of New Taipei City. His Facebook page and just scroll down and you'll see a whole series of videos that he does on pandemic workers. Anyway, that's all we have for this week's show. Until next week, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy. But as always, I'm going to urge you to check us out on Facebook or YouTube. Now on Facebook, you can find us on our Facebook pages, which are either Taiwan Insider or Radio Taiwan International. Taiwan Insider is the weekly news magazine that Radio Taiwan International produces, and uh, hashtag Taiwan is part of that show. On the other hand, if you're more partial to YouTube, you can look us up at RTI English. On there, you'll see several other news features and some other special shows that I think our other hosts in the English service here do. Shoot us a message in either of those inboxes, and I'm going to get back to you because I'm the one that manages those messages. Anyway, uh, also, if you want to make a fan submission for Hashtag Taiwan, I'd be more than happy to take a request. Anyway, guys, until next week, I'll talk to you again soon. This is Status Update. Hello there, you just tuned into Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Yes, we're going to be getting to your letters. Excuse me. And we're going to be, um, yeah, just, you know, hear about what you, what programs you've listened to and what you think about our programs and, um, you know, uh, if there were any technical problems. But before we get to that, though, we're going to chat a little bit and give you an update about our, our status. Hmm. <laughs> so... Um, looks like um, John, you've been you're, you're excited about the Tokyo Olympics that's coming up. Yeah, I actually well, with all this sort of it's not a full lockdown, but semi lockdown that we've had over the past month or so, it's just been really boring. And this is I something know. to like watch. Look forward to. Yeah, it's something to like to do because I don't know. They're saying that in mid July, right before the games start, we should uh, be getting out of this semi-lockdown but who knows we're yeah we're looking at july 12th you know, so and my thinking is at least if they do decide in the end to extend it further mm -hmm. there'll be stuff to watch on tv because oh, sure, i've kind of gotten sure. bored with like 
I've just kind of gotten bored with it all, you know? Yeah, I know. That's why, you know, there isn't much to talk about. I've been watching but, a lot of very trashy shows. You know, like, you know, give you an update of what we're doing, but, so, but most of the time we're home. We're only in I've here been, for work at th- in three days So I've been, um, yeah, so you've I been, watched, um, yeah? the, uh, in Japan, they recently had sort of a track and field preview where I guess, I think they already had qualified, but I think some of the events they hadn't quite decided yet. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Um, and right. Yeah, I think I did That was a lot of news. fun about, you know, some of the things it's to probably won't decide until the actual, right. you they, know, Olympics A lot of things started. got canceled, a lot of semifinals and whatever. Um, so right. they had this, and I'm, I, I think the ones where they kind of just run around the track maybe aren't that interesting, especially the longer races, because <laughs> just them going around and around and around and around. <laughs> right. But as I think really. I've mentioned before, I love the obscure sports that you never get to see, like, on regular sort of... Uh, TV when it's not an Olympic year, you know, okay. they don't have a league. They're not really televised. Oh, right, right. So I'm thinking like, uh, right. in this case, pole vaulting. Oh, That's okay. so much fun to watch. It is. It's the same thing over and over again, but for some reason that doesn't bore me. <laughs> as much as running around. I think track, especially so. because sometimes they kind of, I feel bad, but. <laughs> they, they kind of flop. Sometimes right? there's a bit of a, right. it's entertaining. <laughs> uh, and the shot put and javelin throw are also pretty yeah, I was just thinking about those two, those other I two. I saw a few They're javelin kind of throws. in the same category, kind of, yeah. It's pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed those sorts of less, I don't know, um, I don't want to say mainstream because track and field, lots of people in high school or college do it, but less televised sports, I guess is what yeah. I would say. Okay. The other thing that they're having this year that I only recently found out about, I think, um, they're doing like wall climbing as a sport wall climbing and i haven't done much research into it yet i've been meaning to because i really want to know how do you score that is it like a race up to the top or are there certain technical things that we they add points is it is it speed or similar? is it like style like figure skating okay is it are you talking about panyan is that is that yeah different? but like on a wall on a climbing on a wall. wall so it's a flat surface i think so that's what it's okay so i really want to see how that works I'm I don't know if Taiwanese TV will carry it though, because we only oh. do, we tend to only do when uh, there is a Taiwanese, when a Taiwanese athlete. athlete or a very famous one, international one. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. When there's like a big name. I didn't know we're so <laughs> biased um, in that way. Um, so I'm assuming that the wall climbing thing is going to be similar to, you know, what is that? Repelling? Is that? Yeah, it's kind of what I th- imagine. Because they, 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 you know, you, you climb up there and you hit something, right? I'm not and sure. So it, I'm, that I'm, I'm, also... I've been meaning to, like, to, to look into what they actually, what that involves. Because that definitely you also score on speed and... It's speed. Is I mean, it? speed's the thing. Is it? With or repelling, is it like style, that is. too? I don't know. I don't, no, no, I think it's speed. Um, so, so we've got a couple probably. Taiwanese athletes who are looking kind of promising there. We unfortunately are not going to be sending our baseball team, which I think was our prime Olympic asset... And so why? We didn't make it into the... No, because of COVID, and then they didn't want to send... We were supposed oh. to host a qualifier, oh, right, and then right, we didn't because right. we got COVID here. Oh, right. And then we were supposed to send them to Mexico because Mexico took over the, the quali- hosting the, quali- the qualifier. Right. And then they didn't send them, the team. Uh. So we just didn't take part and therefore uh. won't be... Well, it's not only a disappointment to Taiwanese audience, well, but it's, it's also a disappointment for the team itself. And, and the thing is that it's not usually an Olympic sport. For uh-huh. a long, for a number of years, it was removed. It right, has, and uh, Tokyo has brought it back. But I've heard that this is a one-time thing, so there won't be another chance. Oh, 
then in future Olympics they will have it again. Baseball is also Japan's national sport. Yeah, it's ours too. But. Oh. So yeah, that's it. Um, not a. I don't know if I necessarily I agree with that. What really happened? Why uh, we didn't knows? send? But we do have three swimmers. It looks like. And, uh, and three tennis players. So I don't know about the tennis players, but I've just read an article about the swimmers, and one of them set a national record for Taiwan. So, uh, okay. Hopefully, uh, now she didn't technically make the Olympic qualifying. It was like by point zero eight of a second. Oh wow! That she missed the the mark for getting into the Olympics, but That's because of some really technical close. reason, yeah. Um, it says because. Yeah, of a, she fell through of the Olympic selection time by 0.08 seconds, but earned a reserved berth in the Games because Taiwan didn't have a competitor in that event, and she holds the national record. Oh. So I guess Taiwan, someone from Taiwan was going to get in anyway, and she was the best choice. What's her strength? Do you know? Uh, it's the 50 meters. Okay, freestyle? Uh, it says 50 meters here. Uh, okay. Yeah, freestyle looks like. You're right, right? freestyle. Right, yeah. Okay, her so... Her name is Huang Meijian. Huang Meijian. You, she, yes. Did you meet her? Because I've heard that you have a sort of a distant connection with her. <laughs> um, I think my husband is following her more so than my kids because mm. they were like around the same time. She was in the school swim team when my kids were in the school so were swim they, team. So did they swim in the same pool or together? I think they did, uh, especially so, my son. I think okay. like he's So like more, you kind of yeah. have a seven degrees of separation type of a thing going with her. Yeah. Um, so. There are two others, Eddie Wong and what's the other one's name? Let me see here on the, mm. uh, oh, Wang Xinhao. Okay. okay. Um, and then what about the tennis players? I actually, two yeah. of them are kind of famous. Yes. We're talking about Zan sisters. I didn't you know, know that the, they were. Tisha Zan and uh, her younger sister. I didn't know they were going to the Olympics though. Yeah, they, 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 they made are. It? They made it. I hadn't heard that. They're actually now the top, the, uh, in women's doubles, they're, they're like the 12th place mm. in the world. And what about place. what about tennis? Because I don't. I, I mean, what about the other player? The, the other guy is Lu Yanxun. I was going like, am I seeing? Am I you know seeing this wrong? Yeah, he's kind of she, old for the Olympics. I know because we haven't you know ha- seen him he? play in a long time. I think he's like thirty-five. That's really you know most athletes you retire around thirty. <laughs> yeah, right. Or or if not younger, right? Or, yeah, I well, know, but. But but it's I'm glad he's yeah. making a comeback. I don't know how he's gonna do because it's not like he won, you know, like you know, did very well in any. Well, it's the last uh, hurrah anyway. The last time was like a while ago, mm. okay, and the and in, he had a shoulder injury too, and oh. he had this, had a surgery on it. So I don't know well, he's back. for what a reason. Yeah, but he's yeah he's playing and apparently good enough to be like, in the Olympics still. So I, I know not an easy so, feat at that age. Um, gosh, it'll be good to see him again. I yeah, mean, it'll be good to see the Olympics again because the last yeah. time it was the Winter Olympics and that really was barely on TV here. We don't do winter sports really. Uh, I think we may have sent like a person or two, but really we don't. So I don't think that the TV shows as much of it. Yeah. Whereas in, when they were in Rio, that was on every day. Mm. So. But you know what? Uh, going back on swimming, because I, I know that um, even though, you know, like Taiwanese swimmers have to try really hard and to get in the Olympics and they could be doing, they could be like top in the nation in Taiwan. Okay. Well, but by the time you go to Olympics so. and then compared to American swimmers to other countries, we're like way at the bottom. Well, and it's really embarrassing in a big pond. Because I mean, I don't know if I should say this, but like you know, my kids when they were on the school swim team, they would watch it every now and then. The Olympics. And yeah, and then you know, in the news, not Olympics, but like just national um, mm. swim. No, 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 no. I, I guess I am talking about international, you know, swim meets. Mm. Okay, not necessarily Olympics, but anyway, and 
you know how you know usually the poles are like what do you call it 50 meters no 25 meters maybe uh -huh. and the thing is that you will see all the other swimmers kind of like on the way back but then the town town swimmers just still on still, still on heading the out other there. direction well, they're, they're already heading back the other way yes uh, i yeah you know well, i've heard them talk about that it's just really embarrassing when we in the international arena I wonder if we have any we if don't we have any, do uh, that well well we're, we're, our strength is baseball and archery yeah. archery too archery, I'm not sure, i was just gonna say i'm not sure if we have we... many archers and i think we have taekwondo is another strength of taiwan's and weightlifters. yes and weightlifters we've got a few weightlifters that are pretty good yes that were at, at rio last time uh, you know, i don't i'm not actually sure what the lineup is going to be like this time i'm but. not sure either and the taekwondo i'm not sure know. about that but we do have some right i hope we have a i, I think we do right i hope yeah. we have like a pole vulture though because that's really more entertaining than you would think to watch. Yeah. And uh, but I like we don't gymnastics have anybody too. from Taiwan for those categories, I don't know. right? Gymnasts, we? we might. Gymnasts? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, Li Shikai, he's a pretty good gymnast. Oh, okay. Um, and he's, oh, he's going to be there? I don't know. I'm hoping, but I a lot of the You know, some rosters, names you just know. It's a lot of the, like the rosters, name. like on Wikipedia, aren't filled in yet all the way. So I'm not oh. sure exactly what the lineup is going to be like. Well, I think Japan is really having it tough because you know, they're still trying to figure out things with COVID and all that. Yeah. And only, I think, today, yesterday, I heard news saying that they're going to limit 10,000 uh, spectators in well, each category. I didn't think they were going to have spectators at all, so it's I better know. than you would imagine. Yeah, but um, yeah, doesn't sounds like a lot, but anyway. I do hope that the, that they broadcast some of the less well-known mm. sports, though. Like, um, you know, I like It'll to watch rowing fun. races, mm -hmm. gymnastics, of course. They, they have lots of gymnastics, but uh, like equestrian, mm. badminton, which we take seriously, but I don't think is considered kind of a an Olympic sport. Uh, a lawn kind of at a picnic game in a lot of other parts of the world. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. And of course, this new climbing thing. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Well, you're definitely going to watch that. Well, if it's on. Uh, let yeah. me know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it's on. Okay. All right. Well, let's get to the letters. Um, we always love to hear from you. And um, so the address is, if you're into handwriting letters, the address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And can, you can always find us on Facebook and YouTube. All right. This first letter I have in my hand is from Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana, in the U.S. It says here, Dear RTI, I've listened in to programs in the second part of June and written notes on paper, just haven't transferred them to email format. Life is more complex than it used to be. I kept thinking that I'll get to it the next day. I have been working some overtime due to a staffing shortage, so I haven't kept up as well as I'd like. I will finish up reports for June, hopefully this weekend. Best wishes, Brian Newell. And here are a couple of reports. Uh, he listened in on June 22nd uh, to Here in Taiwan with Leslie and Stash. And then about COVID decrease, MRT traffic increases, and something about Ah Mei, our Taiwanese pop singer. Uh, Zhang Huimei, your family is looking for you. What? Okay. Um, everyone looked. Why is she in Taoyuan getting vaccinated? Oh, I see. And it turned out it was an older woman with the very same oh, name. Oh, look alike. Oh, got double. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then online fraud about catfishing for money. A Kaohsiung woman thought she was talking to Keanu Reeves. Oh, I heard I about heard that story that. too. Yeah. Okay. And um, then about Scallion Scalawag, Ping Dong, and on um, 1K, that's one, what is that? 1,000 fine NT for stealing scallions from her neighbor. Oh, I okay. heard something similar about that with watermelons. <laughs> lately. I don't understand why we have such a problem with agricultural theft. 
<laughs> okay, and then status update with you and I, and about RTI hybrid work, staying home, watching Netflix TV, letters read, and then uh, then he also listened on June twenty third with here in town with Natalie and I, about Wanp World Safari Zoo ha- getting a permit to import eighteen. Um, yeah. A lot of people are not happy um, about animals that. Animals from Iswatini. Gir- I think they're yeah. giraffes. Oh, uh, uh, right. Oh, right, right. 18 giraffes. Oh, my gosh. And then about animal protection groups calling to improve animal welfare. Four to five giraffes. Four out of five giraffes have died in recent years in that very zoo That's in Tainan. That's not great track record. That is not good. Giraffes in the wild live much longer. Request for Forestry Bureau to revoke permit. Mm. And then about YouTube, Cool Dream. That's the YouTuber. Got a town townist person to go to France and talk about it, and vice versa. Um, yeah, he is French, right? He, he is li- French he himself. Here. He lives here, and he um, at the time of this story, they've already chosen a, a French organization that actually does what is it now? Oh, esports and and, and and other things, and how they've chosen to come to Taiwan and and sort of like a culture exchange thing. Hmm. And um, and then Jaito about a Sotheby's auction. Yeah, he gave four of his um, you know performance outfits and and sold for quite a lot of money for charity. And then about decluttering, keepers of books, clothes versus minimalism. Decluttering can be contagious. Okay, well, thank you so much for the details. That was, again, Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana, USA. We've got a letter here dated July 1st from Roger Tidy writing to us from London. It says, hello again. I find it sad that 18 months after the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, so much of the world is still afflicted by the virus. In the UK, we were supposed to end all lockdown measures on the 29th of June, but because of an upsurge in cases of the Delta variant of the virus, we must now wait until July 19th. Moving on to my report, I want to talk this time about your broadcast of June 28th. The programs heard were Here in Taiwan and Jukebox Republic. Under comments, it says, Turning first to Here in Taiwan, presented by John and Shirley, I have to say that this edition of the show did not live up to its usual high standards of the program. The items about Taiwanese tourists visiting Guam and restaurants offering takeaway meals were fine, but the item about members of Generation Z reading comic books was too long, poorly focused, and rambling. I was, however, impressed by the main feature in this day's broadcast, which was Jukebox Republic. In fact, I would go so far as to say that this is the best edition of the show I have heard, and that it was very good indeed. The program centered about around the concept of international friendship, as exemplified by Lithuania donating vaccines to Taiwan, and Taiwanese citizens reciprocating in various ways, including placing thousands of orders with a Lithuanian chocolate store in Taipei, and a Taiwanese factory donating a batch of its products to Lithuania. Mm-hmm. Cream puffs, to be right. exact. <laughs> That's so In funny. addition, it was mentioned that Japan and the U.S. are also going to send vaccines to Taiwan. They are, indeed, they already have. Mm-hmm. And that Taiwan has, for the fourth year running, been named the Global Traveler by Global Traveler as the best destination in Asia. The songs played during the show were all upbeat and pleasant and produced a very positive atmosphere. Shirley's final words before the last number were, was played indicate very well the theme of the program. Namely, so much love and we're a small country and we're being protected. I recall that a few years ago, Natalie won a radio award of, for some of her programs. If such a competition still exists and covers music programs, I think that this edition of Shirley Show deserves to be entered for an award. Oh, well, thank you. Best wishes, Roger Tidy. All right. And I've got a short note here from Eddie Prabhu of Indonesia. Um, he listened in on June 30th at 9405 kilohertz. Simple rating was three across the board. And the audio was heard relatively good, but found fading noise and cure I am noise splatter. I'm so sorry about that. Okay, so programs heard uh, here in Taiwan talked about Lithuania, Taiwan's uh, don- donation 
to a project uh, helping with pregnant women and children in Lithuania and also about Lithuanian chocolate shop in Taiwan, etc. And Just the Classics was focusing on Soda Green. Um, actually, that band has already disbanded. But anyway, thank you so much. That was Eddie Prabo of Indonesia. And thank you all for all your letters. We'd love to continue to hear from you. So do write us letters. Our uh, address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook and YouTube as well. All right. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.